Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Look out! It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a mould inspector, and I love films. As George Bernard Shaw once said, the worst sin towards our fellow creatures is not to hate them, but to be indifferent to them. The second worst sin is walking out during the end credits. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Ricky Gervais and Mark Kermode, but this week my special guest is stand-up comedian, actor, writer and improviser Steen Raskopoulos. Keep up to date with all my live shows and stand-up gigs by following me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Mr. Brett Goldstein. I'm hoping to squeeze in a couple of live episodes over the summer, so look out for them. If you do enjoy the podcast and you want to support it, get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions, some videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, there's a full 15 minutes of extra chat with Steen, and I've got to be honest, it's really good shit, and it also has some of the funniest bits of the episode, so frankly, you have to go and get it. And remember, best of all, if you do become a Patreon member, not only do you get loads of extra good stuff, you don't even have to hear me go on about this bit, where I say, become a Patreon member every week. Imagine a world where you didn't have to hear this bit. Can you imagine it? Glorious. You would just get the whole episode, completely unencumbered by ads, and me talking about bloody Patreon. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, here we go. Steen Raskopoulos is a brilliant improviser and actor and comedian. He recently opened for Conan O'Brien in Australia. Uh, He does fascinating and wonderful live shows. If you've never seen him before, you must. He's an unbelievably accomplished improviser, and he's also a bloody lovely man. He does a regular show called Steen Improvises with Friends at the North Down uh, in London, if you ever are around. I've done it. It's one of the most fun gigs I ever did. You should go and have a look. Uh, we recorded this episode in the ACAST studio a few months ago, and I think it's a really nice one. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 49 of Films to be Buried with. Hello, and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am joined today by... A writer, an improviser, a sketch comedian, an occasional stand-up, and an actor, and also an incredible, most of all his achievements, 
bowler. Never seen anyone bowl as well as this man. Please welcome to the show. It's Steen Raskopoulos. Oh, thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me. And thank you for taking the time to get my name right. Uh, you're welcome. Did I? Yeah, you got it right. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever said your name. Well, that's... that's I, that, that last name. I yeah, just you, went you've for smashed it. my first name all the time, but that's yeah, the first yeah. time I've heard you say my last name. So. Fucking hell. Do you know what? As I got to the end of it, I suddenly thought, Jesus, you did that bravely. I just went for it. Yeah, your eyes were like, please yeah. tell me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. We are in the brand new Acast offices. We're in the studio. It's so Fancy, white. Fancy, it? Yeah, it's completely white. It looks like a sort of asylum. Mm. Um, we're both wearing straight jackets. I don't know if that's the new thing, but we just said yes. I'm not fiddling, so that's good. Yeah, it's a delight to have you here. Now, um, how are you, first of all? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I'm going back home to Australia, so very looking forward to get, seeing the sun again. Oh, yeah. We're recording this in winter. I don't know when it will come out. How long will you be back in Australia? About, about a month. Oof. Yeah. That's just the flight. That's oh mate, come on now. now this uh, will be my, I think my twenty fourth time going back and forth. So I think by the time I get back, I would have hit a hundred flights, like just going back and forth to Sydney to London, Sydney to London, um, since August two thousand fourteen. Okay, two things I've got to tell you. One is, do you know that like if you're an uh, an air steward, yes, if your job is in the air. You can't be a donor. Do you know that? Because your insides are fucked. Really? Yeah, because your insides have been so pressurised for so often. And there's a certain amount of hours which you may have done now. So basically, I think you probably need to rip up that donor card because your internal organs have all been... Because if you... I always think if you watch a bottle of water, take a bottle of water on a plane, see what state it's in when you land, that's what's happening on your insides. Oh, no. Anyway, enjoy the flight. That's a great fact. (laughs) And the other question I have, Genuine one, and I think it does involve films. These flights, the minimum is like eighteen hours, right? Uh, so it's twenty-four hours. It's a twenty-four-hour yeah, flight, including including stopover. And what's your regime? How do you do it? I watch a lot of movies. Right. Yeah, I can't read. I find that too. I've, I'm very self-aware on the plane, so in terms right. of even like reclining my seat or putting a light on to read or, or, or to look at stuff, I, f- yeah. I find like I'm being an inconven- inconvenience to other people around me yes. rather than go, like, come on, guys, we all need to do what we need to do to get there. <laughs> and you're quite tall, may I say. I Thank don't you. mean that as a... As no, it's a, a fact. It's, it's a not fact. a diss. No, no. Uh, a diss? <laughs> when is it ever a diss <laughs> about being tall? Fucking tall. <laughs> look at this one. So tall. <laughs> wait, wait, does anyone see Steve? Tall, isn't he? So, but I imagine that makes you more, does that make you more self-conscious in oh, small yeah. spaces? Yeah, and the worst is if you get like a child or someone who's very short who sits in front of you yeah. and as soon as the seatbelt sign goes off, they recline all the way back and my knees are up to my ears already. So it's a, it's a real struggle. I think uh, Tupac did a song about it. Did he? Yeah, about the struggles of <laughs> knee, knee complaints on planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was tall. So you watch film, you watch like... Eight films? Yeah. And I think when I go to see a film at the cinema, yeah. I'm conscious of how regularly I fly. It's like, oh, is it worth it? That's more of a, I'm like, that's more of a plane film, isn't it? That's yeah. The, I just watch that on a plane. What's your – I have a criteria for a plane film. What's your criteria? Well, I've noticed that I cry a lot more on planes than I do yeah. uh, whilst watching anything at the movie. So um, I just want it to be entertaining. Like, not long. I, you know, if I had to watch – the Phantom Thread on the plane, I think it would add time to the flight. <laughs> but um, action movies are good because it's kind of fast-paced and you're kind of 
Right. By the end of it, it's two hours gone. You're like, okay, that's two hours gone. Or like a comedy is good because you just like you know, joke, joke, joke. Okay, good. But anything long, you don't want it. You don't want a two and a half hour. I think like two hour mark is the that's max. Interesting, because surely you're just trying to rack up time. Yeah, but I found that watching TV series has yeah. helped. So oh. I watched Fargo on a plane once. Yeah, but on the plane it said like one to six episodes. So six hours, like smashed out great. And then my core got four episodes to go. But when I went to watch. The sixth to the tenth, or the seventh to the tenth yeah. episode. That was actually the ones that I watched on the plane. So they miscategorized them. So I watched episodes oh, like no. four to ten, and I missed the one to four or whatever it was. Oh, and shit. I was like, the first two episodes, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of exposition that they have. This is just a bit this weird. Is all I, think, I think I'm following it okay. <laughs> and then I watched the first episode. Oh, this this explains everything. Oh wow! Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. My rule on plane films, I w- the films that I watch on planes, because I am like a sort of uh, cinema purist, as in I think you should watch films at the cinema. Yes. So the films that I watch on planes are films that I wasn't going to see because I sort of assumed they probably wouldn't be good. Like I w- so I watch them on a plane like, and then it might be a nice surprise. Oh, hmm. that was better than I was thinking it was. There's a lot of times because they do the, like this has been edited for this screen yeah. and stuff. So there's a lot of times I think I watched... Um, Manchester by the Sea on the plane. Oof, yeah, it was, I was crying a lot. But also, they cut so much out of it. So I went to my friend, like, oh, it's pretty emotional. Like, yeah, what about this scene? I'm like, <laughs> that didn't happen. Like, oh, yeah, that kind of. We like, why is he so miserable? Yeah, a lot of times, like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big jump cut. <laughs> he just seems moody for no reason. A lot of the times, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like the the, the oh, spoiler alert. There's a bit at the. Police station, I think, where he like goes to yeah, goes to shoot himself. himself. Yeah, didn't didn't know that. Didn't see yeah, that had to go on YouTube to just watch that specific clip to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what did you Google? What was the search term? Uh, or someone told me about the scene, so I just typed in poli- yeah, police police oh, scene no. or something like that. But, yeah, you watch a lot of stuff in wrong orders. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm learning. But you love film, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I love I love the experience of going to the cinema as well. Yeah. And I've, I was very late to the go-by-yourself party. Oh, I always thought, like, okay, I want to go to the cinema. Oh, I've got no one to go with. And then I think it was at uni, I had like four hours to kill before tutorials kind yeah. of thing. I'm like, mate, I'm just going to go treat myself to the movies. Like, I came out and I was like, this is the greatest yeah, thing taking ever. anyone again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Where were you at uni? At Sydney University. So you've only been in England like recent years. Yeah, it? so I think... Uh, Edinburgh 2014 kind of thing. After that, I, I did some shows at Soho and then I've been back and right. forth since then. But I came here in 2003 to play cricket. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Properly? Well, like I was with us, like a school tour. So we played really? 15 games, yeah, all around. How was that? Forks. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I bowled out Alistair Cook, so there's a little fun fact. Wow. You do realise like every interview I get here, I'm always like, I bowled out your most <laughs> prolific test run score of all time. That's incredible. Yeah. He was an under-20 captain um, at Bedford College, I think he went. And yeah. Got him out. That must have been a wild ride. What's cricket like, cricketers like on tour? Oh, I was only 15 at the time. So yeah, I, I, I was playing like, in the scene, like the senior team, so like more 17-year-olds and I was 15. And right. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was like... Drinking? Yeah, it was the first time I got drunk. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. 
in Dulwich, Dulwich College. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, I've yeah, driven yeah. past it. It's a real place. It's a place. So far, this story takes <laughs> it takes out. <laughs> and that's where the interview will end. Uh, no, we, we finished a game and our billet, he was the vice captain of the school. I will not say his name. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> and um, yeah, he took us out for for a, for a meal, mm. and then we just went to a pub. And I was so, I was sweating because I was like, man, I'm 15. Like they're gonna ask for my ID. I'm gonna get like knocked back. And I think he goes, what do you mean ID? Like I'm 17. We're gonna be fine. I'm like, no, nah, man, you don't understand. Like if I get arrested, I'm not. Like, my parents are gonna. And then we got in and we started drinking. And then I remember we got we got back into the house yeah. at five o'clock in the morning, and before we knocked on the door, the dad opened the door and he just looked at all of us and he just said, get upstairs now. And we were like, oh, shit. And um, we, uh, we had two hours sleep and then we had to go on the bus the next day somewhere else and play, play another game. How was the next day game? Uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, there was a worse. So like the day before my birthday, um, the coach called us in and goes, Steen, I want you to go out with some of the senior players, like the captain and that kind of stuff. Yeah. As long as you're back by 10 o'clock, I don't care what you guys do, but you have to be back by 10 o'clock. We went down to the local village yeah. and then we went to a pub and we we had some drinks again. So I was turning 16 this time. So guys, I'm a bit more mature <laughs> than the previous week. And uh, it was like 11 o'clock. Checked my phone. I had two missed calls from the coach and we were like panicking. And then we had to like run back up to the top of the, the school yeah. where it was. And um, couldn't open any of the doors because staying at the boarding house, all of us were staying at the boarding house. And there's only like five of us. And I remember like opening doors, couldn't get in, opening doors and freaking out. And one of the guys opened one of the doors and the fire alarm went off. And we're freaking out. Like the coach found us. They told us all to get to our rooms. And I remember he went, stay and get to your bedroom now. I'll speak to you in the morning. I opened the door, closed it, pitched back, and he opened the door again. He goes, I said, get to your room. I locked myself in a a broom closet. (laughs) And then um, he sat on the edge of my bed half an hour late after talking to the captain. Yeah. And I, I was shitting myself. I was mm. like, fuck, this is bad. He sat on the edge of, edge of my bed and he said, Steen, please tell me you were late because you were copping a route, which means having sex. I said, no, sir, not at all. He goes, well, I'm disappointed. <laughs> he turned off the light and uh, he went. And then the next day we had to play hungover as fuck, but I think I got like four for 12 and he felt okay. That's a great story. Yeah. So that's what cricket's about. Yeah, that's what cricket is about, guys. Copying a root. Underage drinking. Copying a root. Yeah, copying a root, yeah. Like an awful say. Pulling a girl, pulling a bird. Is that like. Copying a root? What? So she's a root? No. The girl's a root? No, like rooting, like rooting. rooting in the show is. Yeah. Copping? Yeah, copping. Like, like you cop it. You getting cop, hold of. You cop it, yeah. You, you, get, you get one. A. You get a. Co- getting hold of a sex. Getting hold of a sex. Yeah, I think it's, it's a It's the actual translation. Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably not what I should be <laughs> outing my teacher at school about, but uh, I like that. Um, <clears throat> Steen. Oh, <clears throat> I forgot to tell you. What? Oh, shit. Oh, God, it's really bad. What? I should have told you when you got here. What? Fuck, I feel bad because we've been talking for like 15 minutes and I didn't tell you this. I don't even know how you're going to take it. Oh, fuck. What? No, I'm so sorry. I don't no. know how to put it. Steen, oh fuck, how am I gonna. Fred, just. You died? When? What? You you died. I'm so sorry. How did you die? Oh shit, man. Hey, now that you. T- it's all come back now. I yeah, think this room is like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that scene from um, Bruce Almighty. Yes. <laughs> With Morgan Freeman, yeah, it's all white, man. 
Um, do you know what? Mm. I saved so many lives. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that sad like you. Yeah. There was an asteroid coming. Oh, wow. Straight down to Earth. Yeah. It was going to hit London. It was going to specifically hit London. Wow. Greater London. All of, all of London. City of London. The city of London. Wow. And Big partial other areas. And, M25? Uh, bigger pardon? Sort of the M25. Gone. Right. Gone. Okay. It's not even, I think it's just an M now. <laughs> just M, like the 20th gone. Right. And um, everyone's like, we need to evacuate London. Mm. And I remember thinking, nah. <laughs> nah, you guys have given me so much over the past few years. Yeah. You've given me 75 cent pound chocolates at Sainsbury's. Yeah. You've given me good coffee in Clapham North. Great dancing nights in Brixton. It's time for me to repay mm. the, the city of all London. All the routes you've got. All the routes I've got. <laughs> And I remember looking at the asteroid directly in his eyes. Yeah. I'm like, nah, over here. Yeah. Over here. And then I just started running. And everyone's like, what's he doing? And I just kept running outside of London and the asteroid just started following me. Oh, wow. Kept following me, kept following me, kept following me. It was sentient. Yeah, yeah, until I got to a um, park big enough. Right. That would absorb the explosion and myself. So you got you got struck by me too. I mean, much like what happens in the hit film Superbob, uh, that's what makes Superbob is he gets hit by a meteor. Who's in that? Apart. I've never seen that before. Mm, it's not for you. Uh, so you get you get hit and killed by the meteor. Yeah, it destroys the park. Oh, the park's gone. But that's it. But yeah, you but after a year, one little seedling starts to grow uh, where my body was hit. You've become a seedling. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Or I was driving a Ferrari too quick and crashed into a wall. Either either end or. It's the meteor. Yeah. Thank you for your service. No, thank you. Are you scared of death? Do you worry about it? No, I'm not worried about death. I think the process of dying would suck. I think that would be the worst. So a meteor, it's quick hit. Yeah, done. Like bang, I'm out. But yeah. I think drowning or like in a house fire or any fire for that yeah, particular fire's, fire's my oh, man, that, that'd suck or yeah. um asphyxiation or just i just think that kind of when you know that's happening yeah i think that'd be the worst but okay. driving a ferrari into a, a wall or saving the world from saving a the world from a meteor either copping a sweet bullet <laughs> <laughs> okay but you don't spend your nights lying awake no when i was a kid i used to freak out i used yeah. to be like if i die Shit, there's blackness, and what's black? Like, it's gone. Nothing's, nothing's there. And then I remember, oh yeah, but you're still, you're still alive, so it'll be fine. And then I forget about it. But there's still like some times where you do think about, like, fuck, if I die tomorrow, yeah, whoa, like, I think when I was a kid, I used to think like about myself in mm-hmm. terms of, but I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm not going. But now I think more like, oh, how would that affect yeah. my family? How would that affect my? Yeah, they think they'd be furious. I think so. Yeah. Especially if it's an asteroid and they're in Australia, like just get on a plane, just come yeah. back home, you would have been fine. I think they'd be very disappointed. Yeah. And do you think that there's an afterlife? I think there's something, but I'm still investigating. Okay. <laughs> I think there's some, there's, there's some, there's, there's, a little, there's, little, there's something, little, what's little, going on? A little something, something. Yeah, but I don't know what it is yet. But yeah. as soon as I find that, I'll, I'll send you a text. Please send me a text. And, and any, you know, send me an emoji if you can sum it up in an I'll emoji. I'll put it in a gif. <laughs> Do you, can you articulate this, mm, something, something? I think I went to like a very religious school growing up. Did you? Yeah. But you're not religious as No, such. no, no, no. Right. And, but I was very competitive in terms of I always wanted to get 
the end of year prizes because at the end of the prize right. you got to get a book and like Senate assembly kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think I won like two or three Christian studies prizes yeah. purely because I was like, yeah, I know everything. <laughs> kind of thing. But I was never. I'm the best at Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Would you help? You know, help the help the teacher like with the lessons and stuff like that. But um, no, nah, not religious at all. Hmm. But I respect anyone. You know, like my gra- my grandmother's. Both my grandparents are, are very, very religious in that sense. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, guess what? What? You were on to something. Yeah? It ain't just something, something. There is a whole afterlife. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, a, it's like it's a heaven and it's great and everyone's really pleased to see you. How many times have you died? <sighs> More than I can say. <laughs> uh, it depends what number of episodes this is. <laughs> uh, an awful lot. But... Yeah. Um, I love it up there. It's yeah. great. They're obsessed with films. They're is there just, anyone up there that you go like, oh, surprised to see you? There's a few. Yeah. But as long as we sort of keep the conversation on film, I'm okay with it. Okay. You know? <laughs> but yeah, there's a, quite a few, more than you'd think. Yeah, right. Quite a forgiving Evan, actually. That's good. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you could get away with a lot more if you knew that. Yeah. Not that that's... Anyway, the point is, <laughs> <laughs> there's a... Uh, Heaven, they want to talk, they're obsessed with film. Yeah. And they want to talk about your life, but only through film. Amazing. Not only, but mostly. Yeah. So the first question they ask you is, what is the first film that you remember seeing? At the cinema or just in, in, in general? Uh, you could answer both if you have both. So at the cinema, <clears throat> I remember seeing Hocus Pocus. My, my grandmother, my grandma Patty, took my sister and I to watch it. And I remember going, this is great, this is awesome. And just the experience of... Bette Midler. Bette Midler, Sarah City. Jessica Parker. And, and Sister Act. Sister Act, the, one of the nuns from Sister Act. Yeah. Where did you see that? So there's a little suburb in Sydney called Beverly Hills, but it's not it's not yeah. posh like Beverly Hills in, in, in LA at all. It's a fake Beverly Hills. It's a fake Beverly Hills. Yeah. Is it twinned with Beverly Hills? Yes. Okay. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't know either. <laughs> but I remember just being like... One, I yeah. thought this is the biggest TV screen in the world and whoever boy or girl <laughs> belongs to gets to watch this every night. I thought it was just like someone's house. Yeah. Because it was I just know. like there was like a restaurant, there's bathrooms, and it just made sense that this was someone's um, – How old were you? Do you remember? Like when did it come out? Maybe seven, six or seven. And were you with your you with your mum and your sister? No, with my grandma and my sister. Oh, your grandma and your sister. Yeah. How old is your sister older or younger? She's older. She's, th- she's five years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you remember like – the detail of like we're going to the cinema. This is a special thing, or do you do you not remember that? Much? Oh, I don't. I don't really remember that. Oh, do you know what? There was one film before that, but I don't remember what we saw. But I know that my auntie took us, and I remember because she used to put she used to make her own popcorn at home and put them in um, <laughs> in freezer uh, bags. In freezer bags, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she had a Tarago, so we used to go in the Tarago with like my cousins and stuff. But I don't remember what film. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a little memory for me yeah. to remember. Little freezer bags of popcorn. Yeah. Cheeky. Yeah, but also, come on, Eugenia, fucking yeah, fork yeah. out and give me a Coke and a popcorn. <laughs> so you saw Hocus Pocus with your sister and your grandma. Did your sister and your grandma like it? Yeah, they did. I remember being scared at one point, though. Yeah. But I think that was because I watched, uh, we, uh, is it Witches? The Roald Dahl's yeah, Witches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that scene, one of the scenes in there, like, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I, I think I remember like, oh, like, are they the similar type of witches? And I was just waiting for uh, a really spooky, scary scene to come. And I don't think it never did. Yeah, they're quite nice. And I yeah, yeah. But also like they died and they kept coming. But I haven't watched it in a very long time. But 
I remember going, oh, they died. How did they come back to life? Yeah. I think they're, I haven't seen it since it came out. I think they're like helping a teenage, teenagers or something, isn't it? Well, yeah, they trick them and then they're trying to actually, yeah. Well, they're going to become them or something. Was it because of Hocus Pocus that you decided you wanted to be a witch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from then on, any traffic cone I saw, I just poured it and like, this is, this is me. (laughs) What was the other film? You said there was a film at cinema and then the the other film you remember seeing. Oh, At Home? Yeah. Uh, I remember, this is crazy, I was in year one and I remember it because I went down a hill on rollerblades and it was there was a there was a hill from my house to my grandparents house where we used to live and I fell over and I scraped like all my backside so I had this like huge burn from my mm. butt to the back of my knee and I couldn't like sit down or stand up or walk kind of thing yeah. so I had to put betadine on it to make it scab right. uh, and I remember staying at home and my elder sister was same like my older sister was uh, sick that week and she was watching Bram Stoker's Dracula with Keanu Reeves. Yes. So I watched that when I was uh, you once. So I would have been like six. Wow. Yeah. And I remember like I, there were some scenes I just couldn't yeah. watch. But I always remember just the head floating against the black yeah. um, background. I always remember that. And that was really spooky. But then I think I watched it like a decade ago. I was like, that's the fakest head I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love that film. There's yeah. some really good stuff in that film. Yeah. I like what he does with the shadows. Do you remember the bits? There's like you see Dracula and he's talking and his shadow is there and then the shadow moves but he doesn't move and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's I loads of good that. stuff. And there was, really... there's like a sexy scene as well. I think I think yeah, my sister made me go to another room while the sexy scene was taking Sadie Frost has a sexy scene. In oh, yeah? It. Mm. It's, a great, it's a good film. I mean, it's I think it's quite mad. But yeah. It's quite arty. And... Yeah, and then I think when I when I started watching films with... Um, Gary Oldman in it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, like, when Dracula. I looked at Yeah, I was like, oh, he's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there was a guy that made me shit myself. <laughs> also, fun fact about Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, there was a thing in the news quite recently that Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves might technically be married because of the scene they filmed in Dracula where they get married. Yeah. They were actually married. Really? By a real, because I think the priest was real and the thing was real. And it turned out they only sort of discovered this recently, but that technically they might actually be married. That's awesome. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah. But I remember our next-door neighbour had the Bram Stoker's Dracula video game on either NES, like Nintendo NES or Super Nintendo. I can't remember which right. was at the time. But I remember because the last scene was in that red armour. Yeah. That's like the last level kind of thing and you had to, you had to defeat him. And you had to like, what do you have to do in the game? I think you had to hit his head because it was the only bit not um, armoured up. Right. Yeah. Oh, so you're just trying to kill Dracula? Pretty much. But I remember because... We, we we were asked not to go back to the next door neighbor's house because yeah. he got Mario Brothers on Super Nintendo. It must have been Super Nintendo because we went over as soon as he got it and my sister and I finished it on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> and his mum was so upset because the kid didn't get the chance to play it and we'd already like, finished the game for him. Uh, yeah. Well, he was story. a dick. Oh, okay, <laughs> he was enough. a dick. All right. What is the film that scared you most? I got scared by the scene in Ghostbusters 2 where he kidnaps the baby yeah. in the pram. But I think... The film that I had to turn off, or my one of my music teachers at school was like, guys, you want a little tip? When watching a scary movie, just turn the sound off. <laughs> it's the scare, it's the sound and music that scares you. And then I did it, and it was, um, I know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I watched that when I was like ten or eleven. Yeah. And I was at home by myself on school holidays. 
Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Um, Man with Scary Mask. (laughs) Man with Scary Mask. (laughs) Um, And I remember there was like bits with like stabbing and like, it's just the music. He was right. The music was a thing that like really petrified me. So anytime there was like a a tense scene, I used to just mute it um, and I could watch it fine. I'm like, this is, what do you mean? Totally nailed it. Who's it? Who gets who gets you know to hire a violinist to follow him everywhere <laughs> in order to stalk people? Hang on, I've turned it down to them. What did they do last night? <laughs> yeah, no, it was before like <laughs> captions were invented. I miss a big plot hole. Well, I think they don't they run over some yeah, they guy run over and, and then he comes back off. and then he's got a, it's a fisherman. Right? Yeah, lesson: always run over a body properly. <laughs> Go back over it. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that film, but that film came out. After Scream, After Scream, yeah. Scream came out and like went like, ah, oh, horror's back, but it's funny and ironic. And then yeah. I know what he did last summer. He was like, why don't we just do it straight again? Yeah, but I remember I never saw uh, I never saw Scream, but I saw Scary Movie oh, and they were parroting the opening. So for me, it was this thing right. of after I saw it, I was like, oh, this is like, <laughs> and I thought when I was watching it, I thought it was actually Scream. I'm like, why is everyone this Scream's funny? Scream's funny. I don't know what everyone's talking about. I back scary movie. The scary movie films, I think they're great. Oh, 100%. Yeah. By the way, you look a bit like Ryan Philippe. What? Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> Never. <laughs> you do? That's a compliment. He's a, he's a sex symbol. He's an idol. Who, is he? Did he used to be married to Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Oh, right. He's in Cruel Intentions. Correct. Oh, yeah, nice. There you go. Yeah. You like him, but tall. Oh, that's very... I don't mean that as a diss. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is the film that made you cry the most? There's been a few, but I remember the most recent one definitely was Creed. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Creed's great. It made me bore. Like yeah. the, the last scene where he talks to Rocky in the ring just before the final round or second last round, mm. and those words, you're like, fuck, the weight of what he said kind of makes the whole movie. And it's like, oh, fuck. And I remember bawling. I was with my mate and I turned around and he was bawling as well. Like, ah. oh, yes, this is great. That's nice. But um, Are you comfortable crying in front of people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I cry, I cry a bit in my, my latest show kind of thing. Not, not intentionally, but yeah. I think I'm just fine with it now. But I think growing up I was, I was very – I'd hide a lot of that kind of stuff. But yeah. now I'm like, let it out, baby. <laughs> what changed? Do you know? Can you say if it's not too sad? Oh, no, really? I think I think it's just being more honest with myself, right? And being okay that it's a natural thing to be sad sometimes. It's a natural thing. Mm. I think it takes a lot of energy as well to fight against, yeah, not crying or emotion kind of thing. And it's you know it's not used in, as a device or anything. it's just like you just you feel better after it. Yeah, you genuinely just go, oh, this is great. I'm very repressed in that, really, but not with. Food. That's why I go and see like sad films on my own because I'll cry if I'm on my own. Yeah, but if there's someone there, I like suppress it. Suppress it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so Creed. Yeah, it just got me. The few scenes, it just got me. And then I watched it on a plane because <laughs> I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, it was even uh, worse. Yeah, on a plane, you doubled it. Yeah, it's a really good film, Creed. Yeah, I think a lot of family stuff. Like I grew up in a loving family, but just I think a lot of like those family movies kind of. Yeah. They just they just tickle me, and that's uh, that's quite a recent one. Yeah, when well, Creed Two comes out soon as well. So yeah, should we go and have a ball? Please <laughs> <laughs> bring your mate. Bring you two crying. Look at me. I go, what the fuck's wrong with you? British shadow. British shadow boxing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as you leave, I'm like, 
Brett, what are you fighting? My tears! <laughs> Hello, my neighbour Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use Magic Right, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with Magic Right generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans, yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system that I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor, Maureen. Yeah, thank you. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Uh, what is the film that you loved Years ago. Yeah. You loved it. Yeah. And you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh dear, this film does not hold up. I do not feel the same way about this. Do you know what? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Really? So number two. I yeah. still love it, but there's a couple of scenes in it where I'm like, oh, oh no. Really? I haven't seen it. It's yeah. a long time. Go yeah. on. So, so there's like when, because there's like the, the evil robots that yeah. are created kind of thing. And they're like, oh, you fucking faggots. And you're like, oh, oh no. no, that's, oh, that's, that's a not a thing that should have been allowed in the first place, let alone. Yeah. But that's yeah. at least the evil robots. At least it's not Bill and Ted. Yeah, but it's just, oh, it just yeah. made me feel really uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. And especially like with the Grim Reaper scenes, them playing board games against him. Like, oh, those scenes are great. And I think it happens yeah. just before that. You're like, oh, it kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth. That is a it's shame. Just, yeah. Well... That is a thing, isn't it? That's sort of, it's almost like there's a lot of films that have comedies that have what I believe is known as gay panic, mm. I believe is the sort of critical term for it. And there's one of the, wor- one of the worst films I've ever seen, and I'll stand by this, is a film called Get Hard okay. with Will Farrell and Kevin Hart. I like both of them very much, but it's a film about, like, prison. Oh, that's right. And Ooh, the yeah. joke is... For two hours is is what is known as gay panic, I believe, which really? is just I'll be touched by a man, and it's like so horrible, and you just think all of you are better than this, and this wasn't even the eighties. This is a recent <laughs> film. It's like I found it astonishing that it existed. Yeah, but in the there's a lot of those slightly like a decade, two decade older comedies where like being gay is the punchline. That's yeah. the, and I'm not excusing it in any way. 
but I also go that was like that was the thing. Yeah. Whereas at least now that's not the thing. And then you watch Get Hard and go, well, it's still a bit of a thing yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Well, it wasn't too long ago that no, they no, recorded it's it. Very strange. But film. I remember like the the worst film I saw at the cinema was only a few years ago, and it's the only film I like. I wanted to walk out halfway through, and then I walked. I, I walked out with five minutes to go. Yeah. It was a Ryan Gosling film, directed by the same guy. Only who, God forgives. Yes. Did you like that film? I've not seen it. Don't see that film. I don't want to. It's not good. Yeah. I had one day off of a festival after you know for three weeks, kind of. Thing. Yeah. I want to treat myself. Go to the cinema by myself. I was in a, a different city as well, and I'm like two hours, great, or whatever it was, and it was. I dis- disliked it is an understatement. Really? Yeah. What was it? Because I have a very distinct feeling of what that film is, which is why I didn't go and see it. But It was just very gritty violent, all yeah. over the show, violent, just a lot of unnecessary, mm. like, I don't know. Unless, like, I, it just, it's gone way over my head and someone can come in and justify everything. It was just, it was just weird. There's a real thing about sort of, male suffering through violence that seems like a thing that actors like like Mel Gibson in particular loves suffering on camera through violent acts like surviving yeah like Braveheart which I do I think Braveheart is a great film but Mm. you know Braveheart dies it takes ages (laughs) and then he made fucking Passion of the Christ which is two hours of a man being tortured yeah yeah and it's mad. That, that film is just like, what? It's like torture porn. It's like, yeah. what is this film? Just relentless scenes of a man being suffering through, like, pain. Mm. And there seems to be a thing that that's like, it means you're a good actor or you're, I don't know, there's a whole, I can see why Only God Forgives was made by them. Yeah. I don't like it. I haven't seen it. But I don't like that oh, sort mate, of thing. Yeah. But I understand. But there were just, I remember one scene i think it, it would have been have to be i'm trying to remember like someone like oh it would be amazing like a metaphor of him mm. going into like his his mum's being like shot or stabbed and him putting his hand into her stomach to kind of resemble him yeah. going back into the body and like none of, like he just did it his mum was just like lying on the floor dead yeah. and he just puts his hand in her stomach and then like takes his the hand sees his blood and then he's like he leaves you're like what mm. the fuck is going on I've seen that in another film, actually, putting your hands in your mum. Anyway, uh, what is the film that you, that the world, critically, generally, people go, that's a bad film. Mm. But you go, you're all wrong. I love this film with all my heart and I'm not backing down. Do you know what? Amongst amongst my friends, yeah, I always say Mighty Ducks 2. Oh, mate, that's a great oh, film. Oh, good. I I'm like, Mighty Ducks 2 and I was like, no, nah, I picked that one. It's like you team USA, come on, bro. You're like, come on. No, that's not it's team USA. It's like getting all the kids, like they all unite under yeah. one banner kind of thing. They come out as a, as a ducks because they change the uniforms, and that's then great. well, they mean they change the uniform. You can't do that. It's like there's no rule. There's no rule that says it can't. But like, yeah, I remember going to uni. I used to say like, oh man, Mighty Ducks guy was like one of my favorite films. And like, he like teased me because like that was one of my favorite films, yeah. and not fucking like. Shawshank Redemption or anything like that. Nah, man, My Ducks, My Ducks 2. D3's good too. I mean, they make it. The Ducks <laughs> films are good. They're good. It's good. Gordon Bombay. Good. Good sports movie. I love a sports movie. Oh, that's all I grew up when I was really? a kid. Sandlot Kids. Yes. Mighty Ducks. A League of Their Own. Rookie of the Major Year. Major League. Rookie of the Year. I love Rookie of the Year. 
Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Year is one of my favourite ones. Oh, that's a banger. Yeah, a real banger. When he takes off the sticky tape at the end and it's his mum's glove. Yeah. Float it. Float it. There's a really funny bit where Daniel Stern gets caught between two connecting doors. In yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Great stuff. Oh, man. Okay, you can have Mike Ducks too with pleasure. Oh, can I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Because I wasn't sure that. that that reached here. I uh, I didn't. Yeah, I might have seen it when I was in America. I don't know, but yeah, right. I love the du- I love the ducks. <laughs> yeah, it's a young Keenan from um, yeah. SNL and Keenan Kel. Love Keenan. Yeah, knuckle puck time. Mm. Great, great stuff. Oh, good, lovely answer. Yeah, it's your best but... answer so far. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you've had some good answers. Oh, good. To another sequel, yeah. underrated. Stuart Little too. Oh yeah, lovely film. Really lovely. <laughs> People say sequels aren't better. Stuart Little 2 might be. Yeah. I think Sister Act 2 as well. Back in the Habit. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. I used to watch religiously Sister Act and A League of Their Own. That was like my VHS tape recorded at home where holidays, I just play it like loop, 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 loop. Oh, fuck. A League of Their Own's great. Mate, it's one. Of, I think it'd be my top five films of all time. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. I think I quote that a lot as well. There's no crying in baseball. I say no when, crying in baseball. No crying. anyone cries. Just crying, sir. <laughs> Anyone cry? Roger Hornsby was my manager. He called me a walk about big shit. And that's before my parents came to the game. Did I cry? No, no. Did I cry? No. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying. What's going on? She's crying, sir. Well, I hope you treat everyone as like your mother. You ever tell you look like a penis with a little hat on? You're out of here. You misunderstood me. You're out of here. Sorry. I just got excited. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what is the film that has the most meaning to you? Not because the film itself might, film itself might be fine, mm. but... Because of the experience you had around watching that film, you'll always remember that day because it might be the day you got a job, the day yeah, you were on yeah. a first date, whatever. So there's an Australian film called The Castle and it is oh, like... Fuck, I love that. Oh, movie. you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, great. Beautiful film. Oh, mate, it's the best. Yeah. And I remember I remember the day so specifically. We mm-hmm. were eating lunch with my whole family and my dad said, I've got tickets, we're going to see a movie. It's called The Castle. I can't remember what happened either. I was angry at my dad or I was just, I was just being a young guy. Like, oh, I don't want to go to the movies. Like, I'm not going to the movies. This sucks. I just want to go home. We're like, we're going to the movies. Like, no, this, I'm not going to. I remember sitting down and I've never laughed so hard yeah. in, a, in a cinema before in my life. And the next week we did the same thing because we missed the first five minutes because oh, we ran late. And we went to lunch and we saw it again at the movies. And it was awesome. It's the funniest film. And if you haven't seen it before it's it. it's incredible it's about a a, a family like really loving yeah. like loving family that live next door to a airport runway <laughs> and the government wants them to fuck off to yeah. buy the land to build another runway and the guy's like yeah but it's my home like, i live here i don't know you know and they offer them big money like no this is my house and then the big court case and stuff and it's just it's a feel-good movie yeah no that's the one that in terms of when I think about my family and like when we used to go out and stuff yeah. like you know before we got old and stuff, that was one of my favourite memories of my childhood. Oh man, that's yeah. beautiful. And then we saw my big fat Greek wedding ah. when that came out, and it was it was a documentary. Everyone was laughing, but oh, we really? were, I remember like just looking at my dad, and we found it funny, but also we're like this is this is too real. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Are you a big fat Greek wedding? I. Am I a big Greek? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm half. I'm half Greek. So my dad's my dad. My dad was born in Greece and moved to Australia when he was two. Oh wow! Yeah. So a lot of the like, what brought him there? 
Uh, I think my grandparents just wanted a better better life for okay. for my auntie who cooks popcorn in, in freezer bags yeah. and and my dad and um, yeah. But watching that was just so. Is it like a Greek wedding? Oh, mate! Like yeah. the fa- family, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I go still <laughs> when funny. I'm back home to see my yaya for lunch, my papu, and she goes, "I cook you, I cook, I cook you lunch, I cook you lunch. Come here, darling, come here." And you know, you're thinking a cheeky sandwich or whatever. Yeah. I'm not shitting you. It's like <laughs> lamb roasted shoulder. A kilo of potatoes, the biggest Greek salad you've ever seen. Pizza, which is like a huge like uh, cheese pie, like a spanakopita, huge cheese yeah. pie. You've got um, fasolakia, which is like Greek bean. I'm not – like even if you we, – we invited six of our friends, we would not be able to finish right. the thing. This is just like rustling you something up. Yeah. So I usually go like I'm not – if I usually now go I'm not hungry knowing she'll cook half of that. Yeah. <laughs> you come here for lunch? No, I'm not. Well, I'll cook you this anyway. Three terracotta pots of fucking the most food you've ever seen oh, in your life. Wow. Ceramic, not terracotta. <laughs> that'd, be, yeah. that'd be a bit gross. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's a really good answer. And it's a fucking great film, The Castle. Yeah. Very funny. Oh, mate. Eric Banner's one of his first yeah. film roles. Um, so he, yeah, he used to do sketch comedy back home on TV in Australia. Did you, did you see any of that? Yeah, that's he's my idol, man. No like, shit. Yeah, genuinely. So watching him doing sketch on Fast Forward and Full Frontal was. He had the funniest characters. Yeah. He played this this guy with a mullet. He used to wear like this tuxedo and, and flip flops and smoke. His name yeah. was Porter. He goes, "Oh, it's me. I'm Porter." And he used to be like, he'd be thinking, "Oh, guys, I'm gonna teach you how to swim." And then he'd just like swimming in the thing. He'd wear a snorkel, but there'd be like a cigarette at the top of the snorkel <laughs> kind of thing, and just stuff like that. And then when he did the castle, he played this Greek character so authentically that it was so funny. Wow. Yeah. So he, he he was, I think, on the like. One of the one of the brothers asked him, his brother in law asked him like, you know, what what films did you watch on the plane? He's like, uh, Jumanji, Jumanji and uh Twister. Twister, Twister, yeah, it's Twister. But Daryl, who's the dad, he goes, You won't believe this. In Thailand they have kickboxing twenty four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, he's your idol. Yeah, I like man. it. It's fascinating how he, I read a whole interview with him recently in Empire and he was just like he likes serious yeah. He wants to make serious films. It's, yeah, I had a question. He's like, yeah, would you ever go back to comedy? He's like, I've never begun like, oh, I need to get back into it. But yeah. a lot of the roles he, he sees now are just a more interesting team kind of thing. Yeah. But he's he's funny. If you go back watching any of his yeah. old stuff, yeah. And do you uh, – what was the thing – was it because of the cast? Do you remember when you were like, I'm going to do comedy, that's my – Not at all. I, always, I genuinely always thought I'd get into sport oh, okay. in some capacity. So my dad – like Captain Australia in soccer and football. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I used to play cricket at a decent level kind of yeah. thing and then started playing AFL quite well when I was like 17, 18. And then I tore the tendons and dislocated my fingers playing AFL. No shit. Yeah, and I remember like I was injured up until like June the next year. I couldn't really play sport and my mum was just like, well, why don't you go to uni, kind of just meet some people and if mm. you want to defer and do whatever afterwards. And then I remember after like a few weeks – like I fell into doing theatre sports, which was like a huge, yeah. it was a huge standing they tradition. They got you in with the word sport. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. It tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> I rocked up in a full, full. How do I score? Mm, <laughs> just come in. Just be funny. We'll give you a five. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, it just snowballed into it. So like, but it was like a, a long standing tradition at, at my university that like 250 kids would pack in at Thursday at lunchtime and watch theatre sports for an hour. Oh, wow. So it was awesome. So it was just like a good 
training ground as well that you know you had an audience to perform yeah. to consistently and then like I did I and did, up to then you'd had no performance you I did I did drama at school okay. but I'd never go like you know do classes or take courses or yeah. you know I never I never thought I'd, I'd get into it and my older sister was doing comedy back home in Australia. Like she was on a sketch show on Channel 10 called The Ronnie John's Half Hour with like Felicity Ward. Oh, wow. And, um, and, uh, uh, and Heath and, and stuff like that. And you know, I just thought like that that's what she was kind of doing and I never thought I'd get into that. Yeah. So I thought like my work experience, like I wanted to do physiotherapy and, you know, so I was just yeah. – and then just kind of – yeah, I just kind of clicked our uni and did the arts review, which was like a sketch show for your faculty and then I got chosen to be part of like the best university sketch group and yeah. then we did the Melbourne Comedy Festival the year after and we did two more of those and everything just kept snowballing. Uh, I mean, you're excellent at comedy. Is there a part of you that still secretly is like, I'd rather be doing sport? <laughs> I think my age, <laughs> I'm a bit past it now. But uh, I'm really competitive though, so mm. it's it's hard. So I remember five years ago, my mate's like, oh, come play, just come play 2020 cricket at this club. Yeah. Like we all just play together, we'll bring some beers, we'll cook a barbecue. I'm like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. Like first, <laughs> first day, like, like one of my mates, never played cricket in his life, like dropped a sit. I was like, fuck, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you still feel that with performing? Do you have, like, competitive? Does it seem competitive? Not at all. No. I think that's a big difference. I think yeah. with improv, like, where I kind of, like, started, it's everything is all about making the other person yeah. shine kind of thing. And I think it takes away all the pressure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 I'm sure you're the same. Like, when you're performing with, like, a scene partner or whatever, you want to... Oh yeah, you want to show them off, kind of thing. And when you see it back, like fuck, they smashed it. You like, yeah, you know, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, it didn't take anything away from you that they. No, yeah, no, no. And then when you win the award, it's fucking like, great. <laughs> no, I'm really pleased that my partner <laughs> won all this stuff. It's because I helped them. Yeah, I helped of them. It did. I made them shine. <laughs> it's my award in a way. Cut it in half. Give it yeah. to me. Cut it in half. You're nothing without me. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Do you think that there's a grand plan? Because as in. All these things happened and now you're excellent at what you do and yeah. it seems like it's the right thing for you. I really enjoy it. Mm. Like I, I really enjoy performing. I think really? I always have. The only time I ever get nervous or got, I got nervous was when I had to speak in front of like a small amount of people. Oh, That's really? when I got nervous. 500, 1,000, 1,500, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Standing in front of assembly in front of the whole school, no problem. Yeah. Uh, doing like improv at the MO Theatre, like 1,600 people when I was 18, like no problem. But wow. uh, I was captain of cricket at my school and we had to do speeches at lunchtime kind of yeah. thing. So you had to kind of – and I remember just I, – I sucked, man. And I remember like I, I, we played a school in Melbourne and my speech – I remember just being so shit. One of the parents literally walked up to me and was like, that was the worst speech I've ever heard. No. Like, yeah, what? Like, but it was. Out. I sucked. I suck. That's not encouraging. No. Well, I, when I started stand-up, I did so many small audiences. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I sort of trained at. Like, I can do I can do a really good gig to seven people. <laughs> like, really good. I know how to play seven people. Yeah, yeah. And it was a long time until I was playing big rooms, and it was a bit of a, like, oh, fuck, shit. This seems like a whole new... Because it's actually a different skill, I think. Playing, playing 500 and playing 10... 
Yeah. It isn't this. It just is oh, not. Everyone's, you can see everyone looking at you. The 10, you have to make the 10 individually feel yes. special and that this is a, you have to sort of make it into an event. I think you have to sort of make it feel magical. This is just for us and it's really special. Yeah. But yeah. when it's a big room, you can't really do, it's different. You've got, a, here's a show. Yeah. I think. And also by the time you learn everyone's name, the show's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, there's a balcony. I didn't see you. Ugh. <laughs> Guys, if 409 of you could leave, I just had 10 to make <laughs> this Let's have special. an interval and then we'll deal with the balcony. <laughs> Come on. Uh, anyway, what is... Oh, here we go. What? Oh, look out. What, what is the you? film? No, you're, you're fully dead. What is the film you found the sexiest? Look at me when you answer. One of my f- uh, favourite mm-hmm. scenes that I remember like, fuck, this is sexy. Yeah. Was in True Lies. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. When um, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis is uh, trying to be really sexy yeah. for Arnold Schwarzenegger, thinking she's, you know, coming yeah. on board to be a spy, mm-hmm. and he's setting up to, like, to review and then go on the date or whatever. Yeah. And I remember just going, like, oh man, this is, I'm feeling stuff in my body. <laughs> I'm watching this scene with my whole body. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching The Mask as well, oh, Cameron Diaz in The Mask, and I remember going to my mum after watching it, going, Mum, I like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's great, yeah, it's good. And I'm like, no, Mum, I really like her. <laughs> what did your mum say? She goes, oh, that's great, baby, like, that's good, I'm glad you like it. Oh, this <laughs> it. And then I remember just like going, oh, great, like, how am I going to woo Cameron Diaz? Yeah, it's really good, The Mask. Oh, mate. Underrated. Yeah. I love the look of it. Love the music. Love the music. I've got the soundtrack. It's fucking cool. Man, it's a cool all of film it. The mask. All of it. Yeah. And also Jim Carrey's a f- like genius oh. in it. Oh, my God. He's good. Yeah. Also, Cool Intentions as well. That was like that was when I, that was my first like teenage mm. kind of... Well, and also because you're imagining yourself in it because you look like Ryan Phillips. I totally look like Ryan Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> but Selma, Selma Blair is like my huge cry. I, she's your girl. Yeah. I think she's... Selma. Yeah, I don't know. She's. Mm. I find her. I think she's an amazing and underrated performer. Yeah, she's brilliant. Mm. And you like her speedy kiss with Buffy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is uh, the side category question? Is troubling boners, worrying why don'ts? Film that you found arousing, and perhaps you shouldn't have. You thought, oh yeah, this is there's something wrong with me. I think in a league of their own, I used to get. Oh yeah. Yeah, like so, like when Madonna was. Like kissing the guy at the bar scene, and there's even a scene where Jenny Davis pulls up with like this young taxi driver, and he would have been like my age at the time. Yeah. Kind of thing. How we go in the back seat and you smack me around for a while? Oh no, oh no, I'm in the back seat and you make a man out of me. And she's like, why don't I just smack you around for a while? Like, Can't we do both? Uh, and I'm like, oh man, this is pretty, pretty cute. Uh, good answer. I love Jenny Davis. Yeah. What is the film you most relate to? might be the film, the vibe of it, the character, the world. I mean, you've already given one answer, which is my big fat Greek wedding, but yeah. do you have another one? Watching Walter, is it Walter Mitty? Yeah, the new one yeah. with Ben Stiller. I remember watching that and I think with constantly, you know, you'd be the same as well. Like when you're writing and you're performing, your brain doesn't switch off. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times, especially when I'm, in the groove of creating like a new live show and because my shows are mostly character based and, and, yeah. and derived kind of thing, I have so many times where friends would go, what are you doing? And then I'd go, what? And it would be standing like just trying to cross the road or whatever 
And then I'd just be like mouthing stuff and like yeah. punching news in my hands, like not even conscious that I've gone into somewhere completely different. Yeah. Um, and even like my mum used to say that as well and she's like, fuck, are you right? Like what's, what's going on? But just that daydreaming element, I think I'm a daydreamer and I get yeah. so easily distracted by so much. I wouldn't necessarily associate maybe my uh, – my life compared to his, but that element of constant daydreaming and thinking of stuff and always trying to see so much colour and yeah. um, in the world and, and also seeing, trying to see like so much good and happy, mm. positive things. I think I'm an optimist through and through and I hate... Yeah, you seem to be, to yeah. be fair. But I always assume that anyone who's upbeat and positive is secretly massively depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've hit it very well for a long time. <laughs> Uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. You know, the story in the original book of Secret Life of Walter I believe, is just the whole book, the timeline of the book is Walter Mitty at a checkout counter queuing. And the whole book is, you know, he goes off to daydreams and fantasies and do yeah, that. Right. And at the end of the book, he's paying for his groceries. That's it. It's just him in a queue. What a page turner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they changed it, but it doesn't seem very visual. <laughs> That's a lovely answer. Uh, that film sort of didn't really sort of sort of came and went, didn't yeah. it? And I think it's quite a nice. Film. And I remember watching the trailer, going, "Oh, this looks cool." Yeah. And Kristen Wiig was in it. Yeah, and he had like these really, really cool um, skateboarding moments and stuff. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this looks dope." Jumping up, uh, uh, and I think he did them himself as well. So, like, imagine yeah. going, "Oh, guys, for three months I'm going to train <laughs> longboarding down these hectic <laughs> Scandinavian roads, and then yeah. just no one watched it." It's quite a nice film. Yeah, very well made. Very well made. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched that on the plane as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes, of course you can. So back home, yeah. where I'm from, mm-hmm. we said David Bowie. Yeah. But here I've heard so many people say Bowie. Uh, yeah, look, I don't what know. Up what, with, what up with that? Uh, I think people go with their mood. Okay. Sometimes I'll say Bowie. Sometimes okay. I'll say Bowie. Okay, good. Sometimes yeah, I'll say Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Around Halloween. David Bowie. <laughs> I'm sure there's no official correct way of saying it. Oh, no, I'm not, that's just uh, in no, the past I'm, few I'm sure weeks. In the past few weeks, I've just noticed a lot more people are like, oh, I've been listening to this to Bowie. And I was like, what? And what do you say, Bowie? Bowie, yeah. But I think because yeah, I've I I been eating a lot of bows at the moment as well, um, like the food. So then I think like, oh, eating man. Eating bows? Bows, yeah. What's the, a bow? Um, the sandwiches, like the Asian sandwiches. Oh, wow, they're like uh, pastries. What? Meat pastry. Is it? No. Okay. They're like soft buns and they can get like a fight. You can get like chicken ones. You can get like, like taco, like um, Asian tacos kind oh, of okay. thing. The, their version kind of thing. A sandwich is taco. A bow. A bow. <laughs> Don't say no. <laughs> Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> Good answer. Objectively, objectively, it might not be your favourite. Yeah. What's the greatest film of all time? What if you had one film to say this is cinema? Watching Inception for the first time. I'm not saying it's the greatest film, or but... Well, that that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching that going, someone thought of this. Yeah. Someone thought about not only the story but how they'd want to shoot it mm. and then doing it. Yeah. And probably I'd, I'd argue that it'd be, hopefully, it'd be most true to what Nolan wanted to do. And not having a studio exec like, yeah, we yeah. like the song which pauses, but what if we can get Maroon 5 to sing on that track? <laughs> um, but yeah. just, just everything about it mm. in terms of the, the way it was shot and the, and, the, and the special effects 
and yeah. the just the idea. Like I come up with a lot of shit, but then I'm like, who the fuck comes up with that? <laughs> yeah. And then you watch Interstellar, you're like, makes sense. <laughs> makes <laughs> okay. sense. It's really complicated, Inception. Or it seems really complicated. It takes a very long time to explain it. But that's why and, I like it because the first yeah, time yeah. I was like, I need to watch this again to kind of – and every time I watch it, I think I pick up yeah. more stuff. I think that's good with a film because I think yeah. if you watch a film once, you're like, okay, got it. But I think going back to it and always rediscovering something, I think that's that's a mark of a good – yeah. Film or watching it from a different perspective as well. Yeah, and you should change with it. You change your. So is that your answer? Even though you just said it's not the greatest of all time? Uh, well, mate, Sister Act is the, greatest, is the greatest film of all time. Yeah. But um, I think as a whole, like everyone thinks about bloody nuns hiding in convents, <laughs> the lounge singers hiding in convents. Yeah, that comes up to go for the mafia all the time, mate. The amount of scripts I've had in my desk about (laughs) you'd be surprised. People on the run going to witness protection in in a a convent. Come on, mate. Nuns on the run and sister act. That's it, mate. Why didn't they call it nun on the run? (laughs) Because they already had one. Oh, what? There's a film with Robbie Coltrane and Eric Idle called Nuns on the Run, where they dress up as nuns to hide. What? Yeah, forgotten. Forgotten film. I used to. I think I used to watch it a lot when I was a child. I don't know if it's now incredibly problematic, and it probably is. Oh, mate. But it, it was funny. I remember when I was little. I think it was funny. Check it out. If you like Sister oh, Act, maybe. Nuns on the Run, baby. <laughs> Imagine it, but with two of them. <laughs> okay. What is the one film that you could or have watched over and over again? Well, I think I've already said, like, A League of Their Own, Mighty Demon, Ducks, yeah. Sister, Sister Act. Act. They're the three that they I've watched Trinity. many, many, many times. Okay. And they're like, get you out of a funk. Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst film you've ever seen other than Only God Forgives? Only God Forgives. Oh, I don't know if it was because I was too young to understand it. There was a film with Michael Douglas and uh, Kim Basinger, I think. And it was something about The Jewel or, uh, oh, what was it? Do you mean Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger and is it The Getaway? No. Okay. Definitely Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, and I'm pretty sure it's Kim Basinger. There's something about the jewel, the 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 stone, something in the stone, maybe. Or do you mean the jewel in the Nile, or romancing the stone? Romancing the stone with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. Is that who it is? Yeah, you're saying that's the worst film you've ever seen. Hey, I watched it when I was probably like seven. <laughs> was it a good great. one? Yeah. Oh, I remember. It's beloved. Oh, I remember watching it and thinking, like, this is terrible. But I was a little bit baby seven. boy. <laughs> you were very cynical, seven year old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck this. This is the Indiana Jones rehash. <clears throat> oh, do you know what's another? Um, yeah. The Stepford Wives, the movie. The new one. Yeah. With Matthew Broderick. Is that with Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman as well? Yeah. Yeah. But I think for that, it was a cinema experience for me that could probably tainted it as well. What happened? Well, a girl asked me to go to the movies with her, Brett. And yeah. I thought, this is great. Yeah. Going to the movies with a girl that I like. This is amazing. Met her at the movies. She's with uh, two of her other friends. Um, there was one? another good movie at the time that I wanted to see and I was just she's like, oh, we're going to go see Stepford Wives. I'm like, what? What do you mean we? You just said that we we're going to the movies and now. Two, were the two friends girls? No, boys. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, you were suddenly in a dating game yeah. show. But then we could all, like everyone was not happy to see the Stepford Wives. And each other. And each other, yeah, yeah. 
But I remember going, oh, man. Yeah. I think it was like when one of the Fast and the Furious were out as well. Right. It's like, oh, man, if I fucking should have gone to Fast and Furious. Oh, my gosh. What happened with you and that girl in the end? Nothing. She didn't make you all like do a wrestle or something? What's doing a wrestle? Wrestle at the end to see which would win. No, because she, she was, I think she was a year or two years older than me at school <clears> as well. So that's what I was like, oh, this is like, yeah. this is great. And then the other two guys were older than me, bigger than me. And I felt really intimidated. Why did she ask you? I don't. I, we were friends and stuff. Oh, right. so. She just wanted to be friends, but you wanted more. Yeah, did she I, know you wanted more? I don't. But I don't know. Where is she now? I don't know, man. Should we call her? Yeah, please. <laughs> um, oh, that is sad. Yeah I, yeah, I hate Stepford Wives now. Thank you. It broke your heart. Yes. And you never got together with that girl? No, never. Did any of the other two? But it's just the whole time, <laughs> I don't know. For the whole time just being there, I just thought like, you know when you're a kid and like all the other kids, you know, the older kids, you're just intimidated by Yeah, and, bigger boys. Yeah, and then like they'd say something and you'd be too scared to say mm. anything back and so you just, you just copped it. Yeah, like going in the uh, comedy store dressing room when you're new. Never done it. Right, you get bigger boys in there. Oh, no. Don't you know the, the prison rules for going yeah, to yeah. comedy rooms? You go up to the funniest guy and tell the best joke. <laughs> uh, what is the film that made you laugh the most? You're in comedy. What's the funniest film? The castle would have to be up yeah, there. Yeah, lovely. For, for me, I think the castle would have to be up there. And, um, oh, this, this has an age where I was all like, white chicks? I love white chicks. I remember, I remember watching it at the cinema. Yeah. And I remember laughing a lot. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I stand by it. Are you? I love I love the Wayans. Yeah. I love all the Wayans. All of them? Yeah. What are their names again? All of them? Damon, Keenan Ivory, Marlon, the other one, Bobby. Simon. Simon. Peter. Derek. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Johan. Mary and Samson. Yeah, story checks out. Those are names. Uh, what white chicks? What was your other answer? The castle. Oh, yeah, I love it. You guys have to watch. Like, if you, you gotta watch yeah, the you castle. Gotta watch castle. It's so Australian as well. Yeah, it's really funny and really. Like, what lovely. would be your equivalent? Like, if if people came to Britain, is it like Love Actually? No, because it's smaller than that. The castle's more like. Oh, it's like an indie film kind of. Well, I suppose the British equivalent where you go like, oh, you have to watch it's very British and. Sort of unique, sort of niche, isn't it? Uh, mm. It's probably like with Nail and I is more. What's that? Exactly. Okay. I mean, it's big here. Okay, I've got some homework to do. But like a funny, very British film. Okay. But not, it, although I think it's successful and a lot of people have seen it, it isn't massive. Like Love Actually is quite a big film, you know. Right, right, right. Castle is small. Isn't it? Yeah, it's an indie film, yeah. Yeah. Steen? Bread. You've been a wonderful guest. Truly wonderful. And You've your been answers a have host. been excellent. Um, however, when you ran into that park, yeah. made the meteor, come with me, yeah, yeah, yeah. made the meteor, sentient meteor chase you into the park, yeah. and then the meteor hit you, destroyed the park, and you, years later when we found that seedling, we thought it's finally time to bury him. We were going to have a memorial statue made for you to thank you for, you know, being a meteor whisperer. Thank you so much. And uh, But we went to like, scra- I mean, your body was fucked. Yeah, like yeah. you'd been properly smashed about by it was the a meteor. meteor. So we... Scraping up all the bits we can find in the park. There's a bit of your eye. We can recognise that. You're very tall, so there was a lot to go around. Uh, again, not a deer. So then <laughs> we 
we've scraped up all your bits of your body, yeah. but we're getting soil. Um, I'm worried we've picked up some sapling oh, as well. Anyway, we managed to pack it all into a coffin, yeah. but it was more than we were expecting. Uh, not your fault. You saved us. We're grateful, but we should have. We should have. Uh, you know what? It's our fault. We should have, by this stage, mm. assumed you'd need a bigger coffin, but we didn't. We put you in this coffin. It's so jam-packed in there. There is only room for one DVD that we will slide in the side for you to take to the other side. And on the other side, there's movie night every night. And one night, it's your night. What movie are you taking to show everyone? Brett, I'm pretty sure you know the answer to this. It is Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Everyone's favourite second film. Uh, okay, well... Uh, I think it's his third film. was without the original cast. Yeah, oh, yeah, Tokyo Drift, the third one. Wait, it's got Caleb from uh, American Gothic in it. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, well... Because I think they would, they would ask more questions about everything I've said in the past. And they're like, fuck. He was a daydreamer. <laughs> they were like, when it's your movie night, everyone in the audience goes, I don't think he heard the question. Steen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been excellent. Uh, you may now go to the other side with your film, uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which, as we all know, you're obsessed with. I am. <laughs> Uh, you are brilliant uh, have a lovely uh, death and thank you for your time and I think we should all go and watch A League of Their Own but not you you're busy with Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift thank you very much thank you goodbye so that was episode 49 head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chat with Steen if you do enjoy this show, subscribe and give it five stars and a nice review for the main reason that apparently it helps our numbers, means more people hear it, I can keep making it, you can keep listening to it, blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much to Scene for doing the show and for being so great. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics, Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week where my incredibly super special guest will be the star of iCarly and School of Rock. It is the one and only Miranda Cosgrove doing her very first podcast. In the meantime, have a lovely week and do please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.